Hello, everyone. Welcome to Figment of My Reality, where we talk about the true stuff that makes this big old world seem made up. My name is Jeremy Bales. I'm one of your co-hosts today, and I have inhaled a severe volume of humidifier oils, uh, specifically peppermint flavored. Keep me uh, alive and ready to roll. <laughs> and that's not going to bother you while you're doing this podcast? Never. Good, good. And I am uh, Jason, right? Your other co-host. I'll be talking the other half of the time on here. So before we get into it, I just wanted to uh, talk about something that me and my fiance have been watching. Uh, have you ever heard of Love is Blind on Netflix? Uh, no. Is that okay, about a blind so dude who finds love? It, it is not. It is, <laughs> it, is, it is probably the most buck wild, dumb reality show I've ever seen. So basically, they got these 15 guys, 15 gals, and they coop them all up and of course they're like attractive <laughs> and uh nice they're like so guys we're all gonna put you in rooms you're gonna talk to each other but you're not gonna be able to see each other nice it's basically catfishing the reality show and when you're ready you're gonna propose to each other what you're gonna propose to each other <laughs> and then you're then you're gonna get married after that in three weeks now um no first of yeah. all first of all no <laughs> so these people are like two two dates in and they're like oh my god i could see myself marrying this person oh it's so great and then they go How? talk to the next person and they're like oh my goodness jimmy jimmy so oh i want to marry him and these the decisions like, yeah and the dude's like oh i, I, I think i found my soulmate she's she just gets who i am deeper than anybody ever has before okay. and then they're on their fourth date and then they propose so and they get yeah, do they yeah, do they only have these four dates? Uh, I think the people that proposed were five or less. Okay. Um, now these interactions, what are they? Phone calls? Are they um, text messages? They're basically in a room with a wall in the middle of it, and they each have a couch. <laughs> <laughs> they each have a couch, and they're like walking around very dramatically, professing their love to each other. And get this, he wouldn't believe it. But when they finally meet each other, like 80% of them aren't too sure about it anymore. No way. No really? Way. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, my goodness. He doesn't look anything like I thought he would. He's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that typically happens when you never see someone. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into the real stuff. Um, I'll start us off. So I'm go my opening hand is going to be fish surgery. And not just any fish surgery. Goldfish brain surgery. Jeez. So. <laughs> now, it could have been uh, like an important fish, right? It is an important fish. It's George the goldfish. George. Okay. Um, is it, a, is it a, 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 does it know secrets? Are secrets in this brain? I don't um, know. George, George has had 10 years to build up his secrets. Ten so, years, yeah. ten-year-old goldfish. Yeah, which is Dude, I couldn't keep a goldfish for like more than a month. My best, my best luck was a Japanese fighting fish. His name was Errol Finn. It's a great pun on the name Errol Flynn, who was an author, but he also died very quickly, and not ten, not even near ten years. I won a goldfish at the fair two years ago, and we gave it to Rachel's parents, and it lived for. I think 10 days. Okay. Probably, ten not a, days. probably not a lot of secrets in that brain. No, no, but George has the secrets. I mean, he's been sitting in his little tank watching everybody soaking the secrets in. 
Is it like a famous person's fish that they just had this emotional attachment to? Is it, you know, is it that or is it a Joe Schmo fish? Mm, I, I would, I would, I would throw George under the category of Joe Schmo fish. Jeez. So Joe Schmo George is from the land down under <laughs> Australia, the wild place where they actually do brain surgery on goldfish. And basically how it was done was they had three buckets one that they put George into that had uh, anesthetic in it, and they say just the right ratio to make sure they <laughs> now, put the fish asleep. Now, hold on. <laughs> How in the world um, does a vet understand the proper ratio? What if it's an older fish who's more it seems like it's an older fish that's more susceptible to anesthetics? This, they like could have killed him. Like people? You don't know that. You don't know that they're not like I, people. I picture I picture them just standing up with a big jug of anesthetic above the above the the, the bowl they have them in, and they're like, ah, oh, he's still swimming around. And they go, they just like a little bit more. Doop, 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 doop. See, my oh, guess is they drop it. My my guess is the complete opposite. It's that they had a bowl full of anesthetic, and they just were like, okay, he's gonna stop swimming here shortly. Either he's dead, or we can do this surgery. You know what they probably did. They What's probably that? messed up the anesthetic. They went to the pet store, bought a new George. And there it like, is. Oh, the, it was a success. <laughs> There's that brain surgery. He's got little scars. <laughs> you just can't see them. They're underneath his scales that apparently grow back. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they put George in the in the bowl of anesthetic. They take him out. They put him on the table. They run. They're running some water over him. Um, to make sure he still stays alive. So he's still comfortable. <laughs> At this point, the the doctor is thinking, man, this is going to be a fiddly surgery. Now, at least that's, Jason. At least that's what he tells the news. Fiddly. He said fiddly, fiddly to the news. So I did have one more question about this anesthetic process. Mm-hmm. Did they have the fish count back from 10? <laughs> <laughs> you know, George is 10, and I think most 10-year-olds can do that, so probably. Most likely. Okay. Yeah. So the fiddly surgery continues. <laughs> The fiddly surgery continues. They're worried about blood loss. Come on. <laughs> I, I, which what, is a valid drop? point. Well, I, much, I know. How much blood... Okay, this is something that needs to be figured out additionally. Uh, how much blood is in your common goldfish? Um, no idea. I would say I mean, an 8-ounce cup of water. <laughs> 8 <laughs> ounces of blood in a 10-pound goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> 10 pounds. <laughs> Man, George is big. Well, the goldfish grow as big as you keep them, right? Yeah. Now I guess we don't, that's we don't true. even know how big this goldfish is. Ah, uh, yeah, that's Boom. true. We don't. Um, there is a YouTube video out there, but you know, it's it's hard to scale the size up. I would say. Does he look he like might, he's ten pounds? <laughs> I would say he's smaller than a bread basket, um, okay. but, bigger but bigger than a thimble, if that helps. Ah, that's perfect. <laughs> so he's about the size of your average. Oh, I don't know. Soda can. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to tell. Yep. All I can tell is he's smaller than a bread box, bigger than a thimble. And he caused a fiddly surgery. And a fiddly surgery. And you might be wondering, how do they know that George needs a surgery? He. That's a good question, too. I didn't even think about that. So basically, how they know George needs a surgery. Was he swimming backwards? He's he's not swimming so great. You got that one. Um, he's not really eating um, you know, that's probably another good sign. And the other sign is the other fish are kind of bullying him around. Okay. <laughs> now, now, again, based on some of the, the fish that have been in, in my home, some fish are just, just kind of mean. Were they were the fish that were bullying him uh, Japanese fighting fish <laughs> that just sort of in their nature? 
I don't know. I think I think there were probably other goldfish that saw George going out and were like George is going to drop all our secrets before he goes out. Now we got <laughs> to keep him quiet. They started beating the crap out of him. Now and they're like George's owner comes in and he's like, "Oh, the, my other goldfish are really beating George up." And the vet's like, "Ah, classic case fish with tumor. That has to be a tumor." Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, as an owner of fish previously i cared very much about these fish but um if the fish don't swim so good and isn't eating so good uh, i'm not gonna be like oh this guy needs a surgery let's get it did he have a fish mri jason let's talk about the fish mri <laughs> you know i i find it hard pressed that they did the fish mri because this surgery skated in at a, at a crisp 200 dollar bill oh, what <laughs> You know, they did this brain surgery on the fish for $200, but I can't even get my vet to look at the dog for less than, I don't know, $250 to tell me, hmm, yeah, she's fine. Just just take <laughs> her back. She got fleas. Yeah, and, and here's some complimentary dentist sticks. Okay, so a couple of questions about that $200. Um, you started off by saying a $200 bill. Is that a thing in Australia that I'm not aware of? It might be. I'm not Secondly, sure. Secondly, I don't know if this is like really really sad for the vet that he's like looking for work maybe dude fun fact george didn't need that surgery that vet needed 200 <laughs> i like i like to think that the vet has done so many goldfish brain surgeries that he's oh, gotten man. it down lickety split he's like 200 bucks i got this fish done 10 minutes when bam boom done no that can't be the truth <laughs> <laughs> he can't be like legit so well seasoned that originally his first couple surgeries cost like a G and then this one because he's done so very many it's basically just like killing time for him he's like oh I got nothing else booked in in the the appointments slated today get the anesthetic bring him yeah. in we'll be done 10 minutes it's like we can use spare anesthetic from the chimpanzee surgery I did the other day <laughs> <laughs> that's just remainder and I'll knock this out no problem <laughs> oh Good news, George makes it through the $200 surgery. I can't believe they, this. They use, they use their second bucket of clean water to keep him alive during the surgery. They have a third bucket set, set to the side. They put him in for recovery. He's doing great. No. The, owner, the owner comes back and says, you know what? You know how I know he's doing fine? He's trying to jump out of the bucket. <laughs> he's trying to kill himself. It's fine. He's great. <laughs> no, the, that's just the secrets. You know how like spies have the uh, the capsule in their teeth to yeah, like, end it whenever they're captured? That's what George was trying to do. The other fish trained to jump out of your bucket. <laughs> they were, it's like a uh, how a, a noble samurai falls on his own sword. The, the fish jumps out of his own bucket. Oh, man. That is ridiculous. Um, yeah, the last the last thing that might be why this surgery skated under two hundred dollars is when there's when the doctor was sewing sewing George back up, he he was just like, gosh, there's not enough skin here to work with to get this sewed up. I know what I'll do. I'll just glue them back together. So they glued George's wound back yeah. together. <laughs> Again, Jason, um, are we talking Gorilla Glue? Are we talking your run-of-the-mill super glue? Because some of those aren't as, as water-resistant. Um, also, my question is that when did they do the, the glue application process? Because George had to be out of the water a little bit of time for the adhesive to, to like stay firm, right? So, so back to the original thought and guess of what actually happened is 
They George didn't make it. They went right, to the, they went to the, the pet store. They squirted some glue on his head. They said, <laughs> "Here's George. Here you go." The fish is confused about why he has glue on his head, and he keeps trying to get it off and accidentally jumping out of the bucket. That's yeah. really what I think happened. What's your thought process? Conceivably thinking that um, like goldfish are sentient. This goldfish is just living life in some random pet shop. Finally gets pulled. He's like, "All right, you know, just like the like the, the movie Finding Nemo. Finally, it's my turn. It's my time has come." And this this guy in an all white coat comes in. He's like, "Nice, super looks super like George. You're George now. Take something." He's like, "Hold on, hold on. What's this going? Oh, it smells like oh, it smells like sin. Now I have this glue on my back forever." <laughs> Do you think that would mess up the 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 swimming capabilities of that fish? I think it would. I think it would mess up their self identity. I mean, they didn't go in, George, but they're going out, George. Wow, that's a that's a real twisted, bro. But that's the story of the Australian fish named George getting his brain, kind of surgery. brain surgery. Well, um, <laughs> mine's on a little different tone. Still, still uh, interesting, and you know, just some some things that people have done that I really just are, are not justified at all. But I'm gonna go back quite a bit. Uh, 1882, uh, Exeter, Rhode Island. Uh, before I get into this story, Jason, let me ask you, um, between the three, and we'll talk about the Romero zombies, like the slow-moving ones, zombies, werewolves, vampires, which one's the most scary, and why? Vampires. Why? Because they're always vampires. Dang. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) The other ones you can reason with. And they're fast. So right there knocks out the other two's weaknesses. Zombie slow, werewolf not always not, werewolf. Not always werewolf. Fair yeah. play. So th- this little town called Exeter <clears throat> in Rhode Island, um, they thought they had a situation where where or the uh, vampires were active. So you're gonna have to to work with me here because there's three people in this same family all called Mary something. So we're gonna try to keep track of. That. Are they are are they assuming? That the vampires are just always there, but sometimes they're not active, and other times they are. No, that only Marys can be, only vampires can be named Mary. <laughs> so Mary Eliza Brown <clears throat> um, had tuberculosis, and tuberculosis is sort of a rapid deterioration type of thing, type of disease. And uh, at that time, they called it consumption. Um, they called tuberculosis consumption because they didn't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. And after Mary Eliza Brown had died, um, it came to be that her children, uh, Edwin, Mary Olive, and Mary Lena, which is just the worst, <laughs> all also had the same sickness. I will say Edwin sounds like a vampire from past experience. <laughs> Based on what? Wasn't that the Twilight guy? Oh, dude, I don't know. Don't yell at us if it's not Edwin. Um... So Edwin um, was the brother of Mary Olive and Mary Lena, but he decided to go west to see if the warmer weather would help clear up his his sickness. Uh, It did not. And in in that same time, Mary Olive passed and Mary Lena passed. Edwin's looking suspicious. Edwin is looking very suspicious. So he, he ultimately comes back quite some time later, and he's looking more and more sickly, but he's back in his old house. And, and these, um, 
these citizens of Exeter, Rhode Island, they're, they're plotting, they're scheming. They're like, man, that boy doesn't look so good. There, there must be some kind of reason why he's looking so sickly. Maybe, some, he's, maybe he's sick. Maybe <laughs> it could be that. But what a better explanation would be is that one of his either mother or sisters is coming out, crawling out of the depths, and sucking on his blood. <laughs> That's <laughs> vampire hunting. <laughs> so they start oh, vampire man. hunting. What? What? How? When was this again? 1882. Mm, that makes sense. Back, yeah. back when we were very unreasonable. I didn't think, hmm, maybe Edwin just has the flu. Dude, he's got consumption. It's dangerous. <laughs> he's being consumed. He's being consumed. Hence the consumption, right? So um, they want to do a little bit more research, right? Mm-hmm. So they dig up uh, his sisters and his mother. Oh, no. Right. It's Whoa. bad. At this point, Mary Eliza, the mother, and Mary Olive are just about bones, right? They deteriorated very, very quickly, mm-hmm. and there's not much left to them. Mary Lena, however, had a very, very well-preserved body. So they opened her up. Uh, they saw that there was coagulated blood in her heart, and they're like, mm-mm, vampire. Vampire for sure. <laughs> <laughs> were they, so they were all buried at the same time? Uh, within the, the year. Well, there was there's something I'll get to, a detail about when one of them was buried, just a smidge different than the other two. Okay, okay. But, I mean, I guess I guess they didn't have as much science back then, you know? So, I don't think they had any science back then. So, so, you know, maybe blood in the heart is... Uh, vampire, dog. It's vampire. vampire. It's vampire. Too hairy? Werewolf. <laughs> Too much blood? Vampire. They're all walking around, mm-mm, I don't have any blood in my heart. I'm not a vampire. <laughs> they didn't know, because at that point, any time they looked at someone's heart... It was all dead. It was all dead people. But the real a little twisted part of it is they tried to, well, they did. They burned up her whole body, and then they fed the ashes to Edwin in order to cure his vampires. <laughs> oh, Edwin. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Sorry, Edwin. I thought you were the bad person. Everybody right, right. else is being bad to Edwin. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Edwin. Edwin had a rough go of things. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> that man died a couple months later. Probably from the ashes. <laughs> or the consumption. So the reason that Mary Lena's body was so well preserved, and nobody thought this was a red flag at all, but she died in January. So it was a bit, bit cold there. And also, um, they kept her in like a cement coffin because the ground was too hard to dig and they couldn't bury her. <laughs> so she was above the ground. She was above the ground and in what we could see today as like a big fr- refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> And that's oh the story of vampires in Exeter, Rhode Island. <laughs> so they still thought there was vampires. They're like, yeah, but man, they cured we fed, it. <laughs> we fed Edwin. You know what the cure to vampires is? You just feed their victims ashes. That's it, man. And then you burn the one. You burn the original vampire, and then it, you're good. It's already dead. <laughs> that's exactly. How right. was she eating him when she was dead? But she she did come alive to suck his blood to make mm, him more She opened more the sickly. cement refrigerator to go yes. suck Edwin's blood. Also, vampirism does come with super strength, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, poor Edwin. That's it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and subscribe. If you're interested in getting in contact with us, our social medias are Fig of My Reality on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And the email is figmentofmyreality at gmail.com. If you would, tell a friend. Thanks. This is Jeremy Bales. This is Jason Wright. Talk to you next week.